Hello, Dave. How are you? Oh, great. A little... Yeah. kind of had a... Two days... I'm still reeling from a dream I had a couple of days ago about you. You had a dream about me? Yeah. And I, what, do I want to hear this? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no. Uh, and I want to preface this by saying that I found a great marijuana dispensary. <laughs> you know, in Skokie. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. Cure Leaf. They are not a, they are not a sponsor, <laughs> but they... I found these little edibles called Relax, and they yeah. put me very nicely into sleep. But okay. there's a bit of a side effect of having some odd dreams. So, I so the dream was that I came here to do the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Bridget opens the door. Yeah, my wife. Yeah, and wel- you know welcomes me in. Yeah. You know, offers me coffee. Okay. I go, do you got decaf? Okay. She could, no, actually, I'm making that. Okay. Well, it could have, you know what? It's my goddamn dream. I could yeah. say whatever. Who's, who's going to say, so, no, that didn't happen. So she's making me a pot of decaf. And then after a few minutes, I go, well, where's Rick? And, and oh, don't worry about it. He'll be come down later. He had a stroke. <laughs> Great. And I'm like, Great. I'm like, what do you mean he had a stroke? <laughs> Shouldn't you call somebody next? No, it happens all the time. Yeah, oh, I do. What is it, Tuesday? Yeah, I'm about to have so, a stroke any minute so, now. So I'm like, all right, well, hey, great coffee. And then you come down and we do the show. Right. Now I'm having a psychosomatic stroke. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. But it reminded me, and maybe, I don't know, I was thinking this. Remember when we did, when we were on LS and we did that, then when we hosted? Yes. You know, and we we're walking from the parking lot to the studios. Yes. You start gagging in the parking yeah. lot, and you're like, <laughs> and I'm like "Are you okay? You're gonna be able to?" Yeah, this happens all the time. It does. <laughs> it does. So uh, I would keep the gagging happening every time. Don't go stroke root, okay? But, but the gagging, the morning gags, right. is fine. I might not be the healthiest person in the world, but you know, I'm healthy enough to do a podcast. And Minutia Men is up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. I'm. Howard Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this thing. Just a head full of nonsense. That should be the name of the podcast, A Head Full of Nonsense. This show, this podcast, <laughs> an hour or less, it's guaranteed to uplift you. Guaranteed is strong. To help you, to make you laugh, to make you cry. It does that for me, yes. To make you mad. <laughs> it does that too. <laughs> Back to you. Hopeishows.com. I love you it. find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits, talking over each other. <laughs> yes. Now they know they got the right show. Now they know it's up. Wow, that ain't gonna be a promo. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Checking your phone? I'm checking my phone because I... (laughs) Are you at a point of the show right now that (laughs) in minute three you're already checking emails and stuff? No, I've got a little bone to pick with you. I had to get my phone out for this because... Uh, when we decided to be a partnership here uh, mm-hmm. on this podcast, mm-hmm. and also we have a business, mm-hmm. we've had several businesses mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. we've been partners in many ways. Mm-hmm. I did not agree to be a partner with a 14-year-old girl, which is what well, you first have. Well, that's stupid because you've known, <laughs> you've known that I have a lot of 14-year-old girl attributes. Uh you have turned into a 14-year-old girl when it comes to texting, okay. which is is uh, very undave. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. So, like, for instance, uh, I was going to talk to you about a, a guest that we're having coming up, yeah. and I said, can 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 you do it on Friday? Yeah. And, and you said, B4, the letter B, yeah. and yeah. the number four, yeah. our show. Now, that's 
not Dave. That's not Dave, right? So I texted back K U and then a a frosty guy. Yeah, I don't think I understood. Which means K is okay because okay. That's takes a lot of effort to write. Okay, (laughs) you just write K. Fifty percent. You just you shaved off fifty percent instead of saying U. I just went with the letter U. Okay, that's thirty. That's sixty six percent. And then the chili guy is cool. Like, okay, okay. you all cool? Right. All right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then you did another one and and you did like four of them yeah. over and over again. And, and actually we were at dinner while this was going yeah. on. Yeah. And Bridget said, I think maybe Lila or one of the girls has Dave's phone. Yeah. Um, and and I because I was about to type something very mean, something mean, which right. I did actually. What you did? It's something like yeah. you're illiterate. Or I something. said from now on, full sentences like a fully <laughs> literate person, please. Wow. Because you typed L M F A O W E A B, which I don't even know what that means. Let me look at it. Oh, uh, laughing, laughing my ass off while eating a bagel. Okay, of course. Oh, come on, everybody right. uses that. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, we promised people minutia, and we just gave you some minutia right there. So, what do you get? What you do you know, for everybody, as you know, Rick, I'm an art guy. You are right. Always have been. You know, if I've got a free afternoon, I'm off to a oh, gallery yeah. or uh-huh. a showing or maybe a art history <laughs> lection. That's that's uh, you. Or uh, maybe uh, a Monet. Well, I now have a new favorite artist and his name is Jens Hanning and he's from uh, Denmark and he is a true visionary. Okay. Okay. Earlier this year, the Kunst, the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Northern Denmark commissioned and paid Hanning 559,000 crones to recreate two of his earlier works, um, which were actually his earlier works were just used banknotes on a on a canvas okay. and what it was is to represent you know income inequality or yeah i love that bleeding heart liberal yeah. crap yeah. um uh and it was actually called an average danish annual income and he actually did two of those and a second one about australian incomes whatever yeah. so they, they they pay him five hundred fifty nine thousand crones which is like 89 grand <laughs> okay okay and they go we need you just to recreate this for some you know something that we're doing when the staff unpacked, I believe they call them exhibits, <laughs> yeah, but whatever, yeah, right. whatever. Yeah. But when staff unpacked the newly delivered works, um, and they did it two days before the exhibit, uh, exhibitions open, which would be what we would be doing, right? right you know, sure. so they've got Rick and Dave yeah. at the. All know, right, uh, last thing we need to do is yeah. pull out the artwork. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, they found two empty frames with the title "Take the Money and Run." Okay. <laughs> Needless to say, the museum was not particularly pleased with this, and they've threatened legal action. Hanning, who is a conceptual artist, yes, yeah, whose work focuses on again on the power and inequality, says uh-huh. he has no intention of complying with his contract. The work is that I have taken their money, he told Danish Radio. It's not theft; it is breach of contract, and breach of contract is part of the work. Oh, it's art. It's right. art, right. you know, and, and the power company is 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 loving his canvas that he delivered called powerless to pay the power bill. <laughs> right. and, and, and the insurance company loves his work called outsurance. Oh, out instead of because insurance. He's, they're out of his money. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that's he's that's, an artist. Yeah, he's an artist. He's an artist. And he also went on to say that he encourages other people who have working conditions as miserable as miserable as mine to do the same. <laughs> if they're sitting in some shitty job and not getting paid, 
wait a minute wait a second we're not getting paid and are actually being asked to pay money to go to work then grab what you can and beat it hey you know wow good for him okay so this danish art museum the kunsten museum of modern art language there um was um was it was Hey, yeah, they're if, out of- if you're going to give 89 grand to this guy right. and you see his work beforehand, right. that's on you, buddy. Well, you know what? I, if I were them, I'm rolling with that because people will come to see that. We're talking about it. Right. 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 This one's called Take the Money. That's the one where they <laughs> screwed over the art gallery. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Right. Taking the pictures. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, and sharing it. Well, I thought it's time for a Minutia Men quiz and I made a most ridiculous crap ever pawned off as art quiz. Oh, oh wait, I've got a, uh, I've yeah. got audio. Here we go. Time now for a Minutia Men. Minutia Men. Minutia quiz. All right. All right. So this is, I'm going to read you descriptions of four pieces of art and you tell me which one is not real. Okay. All right. Uh, in May, 1961, Italian artist Piero Manzoni filled 90 coffee tins with 30 grams of his own excrement. (laughs) He labeled the tins artist's shit and then sold them for the price of gold. It it just says the price of gold. In 2015, Christie's, you know, the auction house, sold tin number 54, which may have been the best, for 182,500 pounds. Okay. Wow. Um, Which happened to be 200 times more expensive than its weight in gold. Okay. All right. All right. In 1974, German Joseph Byers, who happened to be a former World War II Luftwaffe pilot, uh-huh. um, was flown to New York City, wrapped in felt, and taken by ambulance to a gallery where he spent three days in a locked room with a wild coyote. He was then covered up again and flown straight back to Europe. He called his piece, I Like America and America Likes Me. Wow. All right. Okay. Renowned Taoish, I don't even know what that means, Enda Kenny, I think it's a tribe, like a Tao tribe or what, it was immortalized in a statue made entirely of human earwax. Ooh. The privilege of donating earwax was the sculpt for the sculpture was initially offered to the members of the Dale Ironman tribe, with Tenasti Joan Burton being the first in line to donate to the cause. Afterwards, a lottery was held between the Fine Gale supporters for the privilege. The sculpture was a collaborative effort and created with the help of British sculptor Gephardt Tobias. Okay. D, or four. Yeah. In 1987, French transitional surrealist Marcius Giboni created a coat made entirely of live cicadas. Oh. Giboni won the prestigious Art de Prayune Award for, for this piece, which was named Le Poids de l'Espachon, The Fear of Life's Exposure. So we've got. So those are all. the One of those, one one of those, those is fake. fake. The three I'm, of them I'm going are going to Luftwaffe is fake. No, that's real. Oh. Yep, that's real. God, that had Dave all <laughs> written all over Why it. Why do you think I threw oh. in the. He was a Luftwaffe pilot. Damn. Yeah, so all right. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Uh, I know earwax is real because you sent me a yes. thing uh, about earwax. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you could make make a fortune with your earwax. Oh, I, oh I mean, my God. You're, I, you're like the king of earwax. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm like 
third leading manufacturer in the country. Right. I mean, we we bring in a team of uh, of cleaners after you finish with the headphones <laughs> right. every week. I'm sure Adam, your other partner, loves <laughs> using these, these headphones. Uh, so so we have the so cicadas or uh, the, what was the other one? The uh, excrement. Uh, I'm going to go excrement. Is no, fake. that's real, too. Wow. The cicadas is the one that I made. So you went uh, to Google Translate. <laughs> Google Translate and, and, and fear of life's exposure and figured out that that is how you say it in French. <laughs> okay. I, I go the extra mile I, for this. I, you know, I, my hat's, hat's off. off. Exactly. Hat's off to you. Thank you. All right. I have a story uh, that uh, is uh, in Germany. All right. Officials with Circus Elysio said Skippy, the Tasmanian kangaroo, escaped from keepers Monday outside of the town of St. George. You know, Skippy, great name for a camera. Perfect <laughs> name for a kangaroo. For a kangaroo. Right, right. Drivers on a country road near the town reported spotting a kangaroo, but Skippy fled into the black forest when cir- circus workers arrived. The circus said they are now taking shifts, searching the woods, looking for a kangaroo. It's not in danger. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine. Uh, and no one has to worry if they run into the kangaroo because yeah. kangaroos wearing, are not yeah. wearing boxing gloves but um i kind of envisioned what this might be like for a, a german couple walking <laughs> through the woods um and would you like to hear sure uh this is you know how germans you don't maybe, maybe you don't know this but germans uh when they're walking through the woods they sing marching songs Oh, do they? They do. Uh, uh, yeah, and so I. How'd have... that work out in the forties? I'm just curious. The, the <laughs> well, first they... part of the forties, fine. The what? You got a problem with music? <laughs> yeah. Um, so here is uh, my little song that they will be singing. Okay. All right. Um, you know the song, the the wandering man. Da, 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 da. All right, yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Wandering in the forest now, I see Brunhilde frown. <laughs> She's mad at me because my head is bouncing up and down. <laughs> my eyes are up here, Wolfgang. <laughs> what I see is not you. What I see is not you. What I see is not you. I see a kangaroo. I swear, Brunhilde. Yeah, right there in the black forest. Forest, a kangaroo. Wow. Thank you very much. Well, we have gone the extra mile. I, I translated <laughs> stuff on Google. Uh, you know, I do a pretty good rule impersonation. Oh, really? And I can actually do a good Eeyore. Well, let's right. hear the rule just for today. Well, I, I actually have to get into the Eeyore to... It's a, it's a two. Oh, okay. It's a two-parter. Hi, Rue. How are you doing? I just got my prostate checked. Hey, how you doing? I'm Rue. Wow. It's like they're in the room with us. Do you have any reviews of our show that you'd like to share with people? Uh, don't listen to the uh, interview or the <laughs> show with Dave's Rua person. Uh, Mark 45 says, love the interview with Dwyer Brown. I re-listened to the interview after the Field of Dreams game. You'll want to catch this episode. Oh, yeah. You know what? That is a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Thank you very much for uh, listening to that. Um, it's time for another feature on the show. And I'm, I'm, I'm uh, realizing as we're going here that I have not uh, fully queued this up. So if you want to do a little music or something. Yeah, that, do. Uh, hey, Rick, Rick doesn't. Oh, my God. Rick. You know what? I take it back. Uh, here we go. Hey, uh, with don't know how to do the oh board God, yet. Here we go. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the vast, and I mean vast, uh, Rick and Dave uh, library of archives. We have so many things that uh, we've done over the years together. We've uh, done interviews. We've we've done bits. We've done uh, 
songs. We've we've done plays. We've mm. done uh, Second City shows. We've done all sorts of stuff. Um, and we've one done of the things, plays that <laughs> we have, yeah, we have, we have written plays. Yes, we've uh, written plays. We've written play, singular, <laughs> which is still a file at a uh, at a computer that no, it's, it's, it's okay. It, we don't want to get into that right now. Right. But this week, uh, there are a lot of celebrities that we've interviewed that are celebrating birthdays. Mm. And one of them is our good pal, Amy Landecker. Yeah. Uh, tell, tell everybody a little bit about Amy Landecker uh, and, and why we had her on the show. Well, Amy Landecker, of course, is the daughter of John Records Landecker. That's right. And uh, Amy's had a, just a wonderful career in, um, in, in Hollywood. I mean, she's been in uh, Transparent. She was, yep. um, uh, she was in the Coen's brother movie, The Serious Man. Right. She um, has been on a ton, a ton of shows. Paul Reiser. Uh, and we had her on talking with her lovely husband, her and her lovely husband, Bradley Whitford, about a, um, this was during COVID, wasn't it? It was like the first two weeks of COVID or something. Yes, it? yes. That, that was the period of time where celebrities, we couldn't get them off the phone because <laughs> they had nothing to do. Uh, yes, that's right. And and here is a, a little clip of uh, that because they had a little story to share with us. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so yeah. we're walking. We're not going anywhere. You can <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mind, but we're we are we are walking the dog, and uh, this car drives by with this woman in a mask, and and she waves, and probably sort of absentmindedly waves, like I don't know who that is, and um. So she comes back around, clearly, like, to stop and say hi and say who she is. And in a very nondescript kind of dirty car. Yeah, like an old rundown Mercedes, basically, yeah. it was. And she goes, Bradley? And he's like, yeah. And she pulls down her mask. She goes, it's Meryl. And it was Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You know, in, and, in a mask, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, oh, I'm thinking we're all Greta Garbo now. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. That was uh, Bradley Whitford and and Amy Landecker. A happy birthday, Amy yes. Landecker, who is uh, is just one of the nicest people yeah. you'll ever meet. All right, we have a lot more show coming up, Dave. Uh, give us a one word, uh, one phrase description of your next story. Uh, fantasy fantasy football mishap. All right. And mine is Humpty Dumpty nope. statue. All right. And we'll also have a celebrity story. Oh, we got so much mm. going on on this show. And we'll be back with all that right after this. Quick, Lou, what's your favorite car color? I'd say Lou likes blue. Lou likes blue? Eh, blue's pretty good, but really, I prefer silver. But regardless of our color preferences, when it comes to cars, you'll never know what you'll hear on the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Silver. Really? Silver? And we're back. You're a big fantasy sports guy. Well, you're a fantasy baseball guy. You don't do any right. other. I am about to be crown champion this year. Really? Yes. You, and you know what I get you, what, what you get for being a fantasy uh, champion? I mean, it's, you know. Well, you stuff. get a traveling trophy. Traveling trophy. I get, you get a bobblehead. Really? Oh, yeah. Of you? Or? Oh, no. It's just a baseball bobblehead. Uh, the league sends it to okay. you. And also, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Oh, well. So yeah. I'm just, just curious. And again, I'm just spitballing here. How yeah. much time have you spent on the... Family? I don't know. Yeah. 700, 800 hours? <laughs> no, no, no big deal. Uh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. And you could put that on your LinkedIn page. Okay. Right. Well, here's a story about fantasy football. 
Raiders kicker Daniel Carlson loses his fantasy football match due to, due to his own performance against the Steelers. <laughs> okay. You know, and you, I never really think of it, but players can play fantasy sports, right? Of I course. Mean, so in sports, there's no axiom. Uh, there's a standard axiom shared with certain individuals seeking victory. Don't beat yourself. Well, no one can accuse Las Vegas Raiders kicker Daniel Carlson of doing that. In the Silver and Blacks' Week 2 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers, Carlson was a major difference maker as he converted all four of his field goals from 33, 41, 45, and 46 yards. Combined with his extra points, he scored 14 points of the Raiders. Which is, in fantasy football, that's a ton for a kicker. Right, right. Um, Problem was, is he wasn't on his own team. So his... You know how you play. It's head yeah. To head. Somebody else drafted the, him. The other yeah. guy drafted yeah. him. I'm not drafting he, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he ended up. His friend ended up beating him, and he and he tweeted it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So so you know I I, I love the fact the little self deprecating humor, right? Um, but did I ever tell you the TJ House story? Uh no. Do you remember who TJ House is? No, he I have no idea. Pitched for the Indians for a few years, like in the mid. 10s like oh, 12 boy, how do i not yeah, remember right this. exactly um but i was at a Sox game really late in the season and there were like 14 people there right, right? i mean it was yeah. the socks were terrible and it was really late in the season it was probably right. about now right and i was right behind the indians dugout okay okay and there was and tj house was the starter and there was a guy behind me that kept on yelling at, at <laughs> tj house going I'm starting you today. I'm in the championship round. You better not suck. You know, oh, wow. If you suck, I'm never drafting you again or whatever. <laughs> and he's just really going into TJ House. And TJ House, you can tell he's kind of, yeah. All right, here yeah, you go. All right. All right. It's part of being a <laughs> major right, leaguer. Right. You got to listen to this crap. So House pitch is great. I mean, he like scatters four hits over seven innings. And the guy stops. You know, he obviously was great. And he yeah. gets removed in the middle of an inning. And he points to the guy as he's walking back, and he just kind of gives a thumbs up. Yeah. Right. About an inning later, um, an usher comes up, gives uh, that obnoxious guy behind me an Indians jersey, jersey, and the guy showed it to me. I didn't know who he was. It said, "Happy now, asshole." T.J. House. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That is a great story. Awesome. Right, uh, well, so. uh, you know, I never knew T.J. House before, but now I like him. I love T.J. House. All right. I have a story uh, that takes place in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So the, there will be no German singing this time. But uh, yeah. The kangaroo. Police in Wisconsin are attempting to locate a $1,400 bronze, bronze, not brown, bronze sculpture of nursery rhyme character Humpty Dumpty oh. sitting on a toilet. All right. This is the this is the all artwork show that we're on. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. Ooh, I never thought of that before. Yes. The Madison Police Department said the sculpture, which is named Dumpty Humpty. Oh, which is fantastic. Right. Was stolen from an art fair on the square vendor's booth. The vendor said that uh, she saw two men lingering around her booth. Huh. Not us. <laughs> Not us. Right, right. While she was setting up Saturday, the sculpture vanished along with the men when she left them, uh, you know, along with the sculpture. Uh, police said they found security camera footage of the two men leaving with the sculpture, but they still have not tracked them okay. down. All right. All right. So right now, There's, somebody has got this. Yeah. Right. But I want to look at it a different way. I want to art, honor the artist here. Okay. But first of all, the whole idea of Humpty Dumpty taking a dump. Right. Oh, my God. Genius. Right. Right. That's genius. Him and Jan's hunting or whatever are calling it Dumpty Humpty. Right. Genius. Right. Of course. 
Showing it in Wisconsin, dangerous. <laughs> All right. Who wouldn't want this in their house in Wisconsin? Right. It's like displaying the royal jewels. <laughs> right, right. You're, it's like the Magna Carta for right. these people. You can't put that out in public with no guards. What are you thinking? <laughs> this is why Wisconsin will never see the statues of former Hull City soccer striker Dean Windass. <laughs> Who they actually, this is a, an actual player. His name is Dean Windass, <laughs> and he's got a statue in Hull City. Oh, does it? That uh, statue can uh, never go to, to yeah, Wisconsin. There, Yeah, there can't be a. Uh, they also can't exhibit. have the statue of German ski jumper Andreas Wank. It's real name. <laughs> yeah. Or the Japanese woman's volleyball player Yoshi Takeshita. Are you serious? Takeshita? Yeah, that's really? a real name. Take, it's spelled take a shit up. Pretty sure that's not how it's pronounced, but whatever. <laughs> right. What about <laughs> Harry Balls? Wasn't is it there? A, a, cannot go. Dick Trickle <laughs> cannot have a, a statue in but, Wisconsin. Yeah. And I think actually Dick Trickle is from Wisconsin. So th- that's that's yeah. that's uh, this week's story about art. And I feel like everybody's intelligence has has improved just by listening. Oh yes, yeah. oh yeah. Take and, your kids, take your ACT right now. <laughs> you are never going to be higher than right now. We're gonna we're gonna take this another level here uh-huh. in just a moment here. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture, collection, selection, assemblage, medley, assortment, variety. Time now for celebrity potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is a a real. Uh, direct message that I got from a guy named Al, A-L. It says, all your celeb stories, he's a writer. He's in the Chicago Writers Association. All your celeb stories are about pop culture figures. What about people with real heft? Have you ever met a famous poet? Hmm. Now, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of any. So Mm -hmm. I looked up a a website that lists the top 300 poets Mm -hmm. of the 20th century. Okay. I had never met any of them yeah. except for one. Yeah. There's only one on the whole list. Can I ask you a question as an aside? Yeah. So you're the on the board of the Chicago Writers Association. Yes, right? I am. And I'm on the board of the Chicago Literary <laughs> Hall of right, Fame. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, first of all, two less qualified people for these boards. Yeah. I'm not sure. Shh, shh. This is, <laughs> is going to be Yeah, broadcast. no one's going to hear this. Yeah. Uh, I'm at these board meetings sometimes. Uh-huh. And they start talking about writers. R- 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 Hall of Fame writers that have just unbelievably great careers. That you've never heard of. Never heard of. Yeah. Does that happen to you? All the time. <laughs> All the time. In fact, I, I feel like a complete fraud. Yeah. Just a fraud. Right. I, I, sometimes they'll they'll be talking about somebody who is, you know, like famed, uh, yeah. you know, uh, mystery writer yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Right, right. Anyway. But you know the, Dick Trickle. <laughs> the one person on the list that I had met is Lou Reed. Oh, the musician. Which I would, you know. Poet. All right. I guess. Um, I met him briefly at Farm Aid. But if you uh, go back and listen to our Mick Rock interview. He had a whole story about how they just crazy partying. They they did like 24 straight hours of partying. And then when Mick wanted to go to bed at night, uh, uh, Lou called him a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure if that rhymed when he did it. But but so, you know, we we make fun of ourselves not being literary types. But I actually am a a published poet. I have a poem in my Every Come Ever book. Oh, okay. And I'd like to read that to you now just to raise the level here. Sure. So so you're a musician? You're a songwriter? You're a poet? If there's a talent that I don't have, I haven't run into it yet. <laughs> but here is the, uh, this is a poem about Harry Steinfeld. You know who Harry Steinfeld yeah, he is? he was the... Um, 
tinkers to ever to chance, but he's the guy who was not included. Right. In he was the third baseman. And anti-Semitism, wasn't that? Well, he, you know, he was he was a Jewish guy, oh, yeah. but also I think it just didn't you know, rhyme. But, right. Yeah. Steinfeld. Yeah. It doesn't, right. you know, anyway, uh, I always felt like if his name had been included, he would be in the Hall of Fame, too, because if you look at the numbers, as I'm saying this as a Cubs geek, right. he was every bit as good as Tinker Evers or Chance, mm-hmm. all three of which are in the Hall of Fame. I say they're in the Hall of Fame because, because of the poem. Yeah. That was the big poem. Mm-hmm. So here is my poem to fix that. Okay. All right. The poem by Franklin P. Adams definitely enhanced the Hall of Fame chances of Tinker, Evers, and Chance. But the other name in that infield has been lost to time just because Harry Steinfeld's name didn't rhyme. He hit for more power. He drove in more runs. He made fewer errors. And when the game was to be won, they leaned on Harry Steinfeld, the World Series MVP, though his name was a mouthful, depriving immortality. Very nice. Right. Send that to the Stein, Stein, the Steinfeld family. Yeah, Steinfeld. He died in like 1918. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sure there's some relative in Highland Park right now. You never know. That you, you never can, know. You send that to. So that's uh, that's it for the show this week, Dave. Yeah, we uh, really have. I feel like I need to take a nap. Yeah, we yeah, really we stretched ourselves. The, uh, with special you, thanks to uh, Tony Lasano. Gave it all our own. Uh, our executive producer mm-hmm. uh, with Opie Shows. If you ever want to. Uh, sample some of the other great shows on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Go to They're Opie all- Shows and, and and pick one out. Yeah, right. They're all right there waiting for you. And certainly, like like Rick says, subscribe and give a review. Give and give a, a review to our show, too. It would like, be swell. We've got, we haven't gotten a review in like, well, we've gotten like two in the last week okay. or two weeks come well, on let's bring let's let's yeah, step it up a notch yeah, people yeah, 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 yeah. We, we are we're busting our humps for you well, and one of my favorite reviews was meh not bad that's fine that's fine too uh we're distributed by ed silla uh the radio misfits great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of, of Minutiaman with less art. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? More poems. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. Radio Misfits.com.